What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. By the time you're listening to this episode, I am probably either on a plane or already in Mexico. So be sure to follow along over on my Instagram for fun new adventures, all the stuff from the leadership immersion, and just like vibey, fun travel content if that's what you're into. So Hopefully my butt is in a bikini on a beach somewhere by the time you're listening to this, but I'm so excited for this week's episode. We are chatting with a friend and past client of mine, Julia Martin. Julia is a manifestation and business coach whose mission is to help women ignite the fire and passion in their lives and careers. And Julia's story story is really incredible, so I can't wait for you to hear it. But after a successful 12-year career in business development at Google and Twitter, Julia realized that it was time to start sharing what she knew about manifestation with the world. So what she does now is she combines her deep understanding of the power of mindset and proven business strategy to help her clients transform their lives and catapult their careers. She lives in Southern California and she has an awesome husband and three amazing kids. And the conversation that we had today was a lot about manifestation and the way that she's kind of built it into the fabric of her life and attracting dream jobs and beautiful relationships and just a fulfilling life overall. But we also talk about the balance of all of that with motherhood because motherhood is something that I am excited and hopeful to experience one day, but that I cannot give you direct advice or experience around. And I just think it's amazing what Julia has done with her career and then building her own business and raising these three beautiful children and infusing mindset and manifestation work into it all. So I'm excited for you guys to hear from her. And I know that you're going to be inspired and motivated and so on fire after listening to this episode. But before we dive in, I just wanted to remind you guys that I do have one-on-one private business coaching spots open right now. Hopefully there's still one up for grabs by the time this goes live because I'm recording it a little bit ahead of time, but feel free to reach out, send me a DM, send me the word rocket ship, or you can always click the link in my bio on Instagram to apply. These spots don't come around too often and I'm very, very excited for the women that are going to step forward and choose to make this leap and that we'll get to spend the next three months together working on the behind the scenes of your business and really scaling your impact and your income. So this is the most intimate, transformative container in my world. We spend a lot of time together. We meet every single week on Zoom, unpacking all the parts of your business and making sure that your structures and systems and flow and everything is in alignment and that it's feeling good. And we also have a Voxer chat. So you get unlimited access to me for text and voice note support all the way through our three-month journey so that in between our calls, if anything comes up, if you need guidance or advice or you want to vent or share something or get my eyes on something, we have a way to communicate between our weekly calls. So it's a really, really beautiful experience. This is the program that I did with Julia and it was so transformative for her and I just can't wait to see the next woman that will step into this container. So if it feels like it's you, if you're feeling the intuitive ping, I will leave the links in the show notes below. but you can also just DM me directly if you want to get straight to it or you can click the link in my Instagram bio to apply. All right, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly. 
entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. I'm so excited to dive into this conversation today, Julia. I am, there's so much that you have to offer and that you bring to the table into this conversation that I cannot personally speak to. So I'm really, really excited to have you as a guest on the show and bring your wealth of knowledge and insight to the audience. So welcome to the show, Julia. Thank you. I am so excited to be here, Sam. I think you know this, but I found you through your podcast, I feel like almost exactly a year ago. So this is such a full circle, beautiful moment for me. And I'm just so honored to be here. Oh, I'm so glad. So for everybody listening, Julia was a client of mine. We worked together one-on-one in private business mentorship. And so it's been really fun to get to see the behind the scenes of her business and her story and her life. And there's so much that she has to offer the world and to the audience today. So I'm excited to dive into her story so that you can guys, you guys can get to know her and learn more about her background. So for everybody listening, Julia, Uh, let's just do like a quick, like little bit of who you are and what you do now. And then we'll kind of unpack it and go backwards. Okay, perfect. So uh, my name is Julia. I am a mindset manifestation and business coach. That's That's kind of a mouthful. So usually it's just manifestation and business, but I help millennial women, um, who are, you know, I feel like the word stuck is a little overused, but who just feel like the world is not seeing the best of them. That was something that I, I used to think about a lot. I'm like, is the world seeing the best of me? This was before I'm doing what I'm doing now. And the answer is always no, the world isn't seeing the best of me. And so I help women show the world the best of them. Um, And that is through, you know, coaching on um, a lot of it is starting their own businesses or growing and scaling a business, but, you know, kind of the whole wheel of life from relationships to um, friendships and love and um, finances and health and, you know, their physical environment, the whole gamut. Mm, I know. I love everything that you do because it's so aligned with a lot of what I do, which is why it was so fun for us to work together because we have a lot of things that, that parallel. Um, But I want you to tell everybody the story of how manifestation really took off for you in your life, how you got into it. And that first kind of initial point where you realized, oh my gosh, I can really use this to make big changes in my life. Yeah. So let's see. I feel like I've always been a manifester um, and a conscious manifester, although I didn't know what manifesting was. No one really did back then. Um, But I was growing up, I was a very prolific writer in my diary. And, um, and I would always write goals in my diary. Like after every entry where I'd be talking about, you know, boys and drama and all this stuff, I would have this list of goals and it would be, a lot of them were 
you know, what grade I wanted to get for a certain course. Some of them were like, I want this pair of shoes or this guy to like me, you know, high school stuff. And I would stare at these goals. And I just remember like really back then it, it was visualizing. I would visualize myself achieving them and looking back. And then I would go at the end of the month and I'd be like, you know, which goals did actually came true and was like almost all of them. I just always thought I was a really good goal setter. And even when like SATs came around, I wrote down exactly what I wanted and I put it on my bulletin board and I would stare at it every single day. And so I did this type of stuff all the time. Even like I was obsessed with the show Friends and I had this coffee table book and I would like look at all the backstage photos of the actors and actresses. And I'm like, I'm going to be on that orange couch one day and I'm going to sit and I'm going to have a conversation with Jennifer Aniston because I'm obsessed with her. And I had my parents drop me off when I was 14 years old at the studio. I had no idea what I was doing. And I got backstage by myself and I sat on that orange couch. And like these types of things, everyone would be like, oh my God, you're like either so bold or so lucky or how does this stuff always happen? But I was just like, I just really believed that like these things and I got so obsessed with them and I would visualize them and they always came true. Obviously I had my own struggles and insecurities and all that, like every high schooler. But I did know deep down that there was something more than just me being a goal setter. There was something like bigger than me. Um, But then I went to college and I graduated and I got really lost. Like I, it was, I, I got laid off from my first job and then looked for another job, got laid off again, like a month later, then found another job, worked there for like a couple months, got laid off again. Literally in the span of a year and a half, I was laid off three times. I was, um, you know, partying this, I was living in LA and I didn't know who I was anymore. I, I was just, um, I, I was really lonely. I was really just, I mean, I know I said it, but like just lost. And um, someone at some point was introduced me to this guy, Mike Dooley. I don't know if you've heard of him, Sam, have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was, um, well, he was on the featured on the secret, but he had this, um, he sent out these notes from the universe and I subscribed to these notes from the universe and I still get them today. They're amazing. Everyone should do that, by the way. Um, they're just these kind of like inspiring manifesty type law of attraction notes, very succinct and empowering. And then someone also gifted me a book called infinite possibilities that he wrote. And so this was, this was actually my fourth, I was in my fourth job. It was horrible, Sam. I was a account manager at an, um, a company that bought and sold websites. And I was managing this, um, website for just car. Like it was a forum where people just went and talked about their cars and, I don't like, I don't care about cars. And it was just so (laughs) misaligned in every way. And I, and then everyone was always mad and angry and all of my, like all of my coworkers, it was one of those, it was felt like the office, like everyone would just wait for breaks and then go outside and smoke cigarettes, come back in, 
wait until 4 p.m., leave exactly when they could, clock out. It was just like, and nobody was happy. It was just toxic in every way. So I'm sitting, I mean, this was a job that I detested, but I was like, I'm going to make the best of it because I can't get laid off again. And I got this book and I remember I read it and I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. It was an introduction to manifestation, but everything clicked for me. I was just like, this is exactly what I was doing in high school. How did I forget about my own power? Why am I letting just life happen to me? I can actually choose what I want to do. And so, um, and it also laid out all the steps, you know, the ask, believe, receive. And I, um, and then I, and then I quickly got the secret because I knew Mike Julia was in the secret, read the secret, watched the documentary. Um, and I was like, you know what, what, what do I want right now? What would change my life? Like, you know, what's one thing that I can really consciously try to manifest. And, um, as a 23 year old, I'm like, well, everyone who works at Google is just has their life made, right? They're, they're just like riding around on the colorful bikes, like eating lunch in cafes and living the life. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to manifest a job at Google. But, you know, I, I didn't know anyone. I had three layoffs on my resume, no real experience, but I was like, you know what? doesn't matter. I am going to manifest it. And so um, I mean, long story short, I did three months later, I, I ended up knowing a friend of a friend who connected me and then, you know, a series of interviews, it actually ended up being that I reframed my story to show one of resilience, like, because I would get laid off and then I'd find another job like three weeks later and go for it. And, and it was 2008. So, you know, a lot of people were going through that, but, yeah. um, you know, I really, I, I also visualized and I talk about this in my podcast, but I think the power of visualization is absolutely incredible. And I, there is a website. Um, I, I don't know if it was like, or maybe it was an article that I saw about Google and working at Google. And there are these girls on these, on the colorful Google bikes, like, riding around through the Googleplex and it showed all the different cafes. And I would look at the, like stare at these pictures, close my eyes and put myself in them. And I would do this over and over and over throughout the day. I'd go to sleep before I went to sleep at night. I'm like, okay. And I would smell it. I would feel the air in my hair. Like I, I literally got myself to, to feel like I was there. Um, and so when I, when I got the, the job and it was in Mountain View at the Googleplex um, and I was, and the recruiter called me, I remember I, I got off the phone and I just burst out crying and it was not because I got the job, but it was because I was like, oh my God, I did it. Yeah. This is real. This is real. And, um, and then a year later I was with my best friend, Evan who I met at Google, we we're on the same team, we're riding around in the bikes, laughing, going to one of the cafes. And I look up and I'm like, oh my God, I've I'm in the here. vision. I'm in the vision. I'm in yeah. the vision. Like 
it was the total goosebump moments that people talk about all the time where it's like, you know, I'm in the vacation place at the exact cafe that I had on my vision board, but it was one of those moments. And since then, so this is, you know, 15 years ago, I've had hundreds of those moments and I've been practicing this for years now. And there, there are times, you know, I think probably for you too, where I get really into it again and I do all this stuff to manifest. And then there's times when you just like live your life and you're embodying it, right? Because you're practicing gratitude and you're setting intentions and all of that. But um, I mean, just, I, I know that I manifested my husband. He doesn't, he doesn't like when I say that, or he, he thinks it's funny, <laughs> but he's like, okay, fine. Yeah. You manifested me. Um, but, but, you know, from all the, my, I had a great four and a half year career at Google and then, and then went to Twitter, um, which is another company I always wanted to work and worked there for eight years. And um, my family, I have three amazing children. I always wanted a girl first. Like these are, you know, kind of some of them are maybe, um, I don't know if you'd call them manifestations, but like, I'm really living my life and creating it as I go with using a lot of these principles, which is, you know, what feels good? What, what do I want next? And it's just incredible what this universe can do. Um, so yeah, that was my story. And I, I think I got to a point, um, at Twitter, actually it was probably just like a few years in where I was just like, wow, okay. I manifested this career but do I like, do I want to do this anymore? Am I happy? And my answer to that was always like, yeah, I'm happy. And there are a lot of things that I liked about it and, you know, appreciated and, um, you know, a lot of benefits and good, really good money and flexibility. But there was this little nagging thing that grew stronger and stronger. I think this started in like, after, after my first daughter. So around 2015, 2016, where it was like, what I was saying before is the world seeing the best of you. And the answer was always no. And I'm like, what's missing? What is missing? Because I'm like, look around me, like this life that I've created is beautiful. It's everything I wanted, but why do I feel this nagging sense of something isn't right? And it just grew and grew and grew to a point where I'm like, I remember having conversations with my husband, Alex, just being like, I know I'm happy, but I don't think I'm like fully happy, like, or I'm not fully fulfilled. And that almost feels, it feels ungrateful. It feels like I'm almost embarrassed to say it because like, what else do I want? But it was this feeling like I wanted to share more of me. And I wanted to inspire other people and I wanted to help other people. And I was in advertising and it just felt so transactional and so like missing purpose or meaning or anything deep. And it was just, and then finally I had my son in 2020 and all of 2020, I know for so many of us was, you know, these big shifts and these big, like let's take a step back and look at our life. And I just realized I don't want to do this anymore. Like there's something more for me. And so I didn't know what it was. And I, I started just like 
you know, really getting obsessed with the idea of Dharma and purpose. And I'm like, well, what's mine? I don't even really have a hobby. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? What, you know, especially like once you've been in a career for so long at this point for me, you know, 12 years in advertising technology, which you just end up getting pigeonholed and it's the whole golden handcuffs. It's like, you can't really leave because you're making such good money, but I don't know. It just like, it gets harder and harder and more like, and less exciting in a lot of ways. It's so I, I started a little side business making movies for people. And I'm like, Oh, this is kind of fun. I would just like, um, if someone was having a birthday or a graduation, I love video editing and making movies. And so I would just slap together videos and like, give it to them and make a, you know, a couple hundred dollars. I'm like, okay, well, I like the fact that I'm doing, have, have my own little side thing and it's a business, but this isn't doing it either. Like, and I thought it was a, just a lack of creative fulfillment. And I thought that would maybe do it. And I'm like, no, um, I listened to a lot of podcasts. Like, I don't know if I had heard yours at this point. No, I hadn't, but, um, I always thought, okay, maybe I want to start a podcast. And then I, I actually recorded a podcast, which was about, um, finding your purpose. Cause I thought if I have a podcast about finding your purpose, then maybe I'd find mine. And then that never, did, <laughs> like, I never even published that. Cause it was just not, not good. Um, but then that led me to, I, I sat with my husband one night. I'm like, I want, I think I want to do this podcast thing, but this doesn't feel right. And he's like, Julia, you have like 25 books on manifestation on your side table. Why don't you talk about that? And then that was it. And I started my podcast and that's what led me here. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> I love that the podcast was kind of like the first piece of the puzzle for you, which then expanded into your coaching business and all the yeah. other offers that you have. But I love that because, you know, I'm a huge fan of podcasting podcasts changed my life and my own podcast changed my life and changed yeah. my business, which I know is true for you as well. So I love that that's part of your story. I also, I, I want to go back a little bit and talk about something that you mentioned, uh, when it comes to manifestation where, you know, sometimes we're really active in it and we're doing the rituals and we're, you know, mm -hmm. we have the picture that's on the wall and we're looking at it every day and we're closing our eyes and we're really trying to feel into it. And we're really intentional with the practices that are part of manifestation. But then there's other times where we are just kind of living our lives, but because of the way that we're living our lives and because we are an embodiment of who we're desiring to become, we don't actually have to do as many rigid morning practices yeah. or whatever it is to yeah. call things in. So I'd love to talk about this piece of manifestation where, because I think a lot of people, when they start all of us, you know, we're like, okay, you have to do the vision board yeah. and yeah. then I have to visualize and maybe I should start to meditate. And it's kind of like all of these like ABCs to manifest, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then there's this very real phenomenon of, you know, when you just kind of start to become a manifester yeah. because of the way that you live your life. So yeah. yeah, I'd love to hear you speak about like what that's been like for you and what your practices are or are not anymore or how you kind of balance being yeah. really active in it or just kind of having a lean back manifestation style. Yeah, totally. And I actually just recorded a podcast on this, which is, um, you know, how do you incorporate this into a daily routine where you're not always doing, but it's more about being. Um, 
I think this is where the law of attraction really comes into play. The, you know, when you think about manifestation, which is, you know, ask is the first piece. If you get clear on what you want and you write it down, which I do, I have just a list that lives in my phone of the the goals, the intentions, how I want to be. And I do look at that. Um, I, sometimes I look at it every day. Sometimes it's, you know, once, once every couple of days, just as kind of like a, a reminder of like the life that I want to create. Um, that's already done. Like you've done the asking. And then the belief piece is really, you know, it's so much of what you teach Sam too, which is like figuring out what's holding you back, reframing those limiting beliefs, like focusing on affirmations and things that empower you, but that's also kind of like work you can do. The last piece, the receiving, that's where I think it's the embodiment. And for me, I just really focus on feeling good as much as I can. I make that a priority. And so when I think about my daily routine, um, there is a lot of gratitude. I am so grateful. And I tell my three kids to now, I mean, at any moment, not just, we, we do wake up and, and I like to say three things that I'm grateful for, but it's throughout the day. And my husband, Alex and I are very on the same page with this. We stop when something good happens and we show gratitude and appreciation for that thing right then and there. Even if it's, you know, we're walking and the sky is super blue, we'll stop, look at it and be like, wow, how lucky are we? Look at this blue sky in the middle of a February, in the month of February, and it's 70 degrees out. Like, this is really wonderful. Thank you. We feel grateful. And I just do that throughout the day. And so when we think about the law of attraction, it's like, of course, that's coming back to me. And then that's coming back to my family. And when you show gratitude, it's you're getting more things to feel grateful for. Um, I'm also much very intentional in, you know, my days and in everything that I do versus I think, um, you know, just kind of going through your day and letting it happen. It's, setting an intention for the day of how you want to be. And then with everything I do, even, you know, um, picking up my son from school, it's not just going and picking him up and then grabbing him. It's like, I want to pick him up and I, I want to just really embrace him and ask him about his day and just let him feel how, like feel really loved and good. And so I say that as I'm going to go pick him up and he comes and, and it just, it creates these moments and I don't know, I feel like that's what embodying is. And then, so the more grateful I am, the more intentional I am, the more I infuse my day with like really being in the moment and um, feeling good. That's when all the stuff just starts coming much more effortlessly, you know? Um, I do still think it's, I do still love visualizing, but instead of visualizing with the intention of, okay, I want this thing to happen. It's more this daydreaming. It's this softness. It's this like, what's next? And, you know, it's just like, it's this childlike wonder of this beautiful world that we live in. Yeah. And I think that happens once you have one of those 
really profound moments. Like we talked about when you're riding the bike at the Googleplex and you look up and it hits Mm -hmm. you and you're like, holy shit, I'm living in my vision board. Like it's come to life, like the big goosebump moment. When you have one of those really profound manifestation experiences where you're no longer trying to manifest, you just know that you are. Yeah. Like it's no longer a game. Yeah. It's no longer, a, oh, yeah. let's see if this works. Let's see if I can do this. It's like a, this is who I am now. Yes. And because yes. there's such a deep knowing, the experience of manifesting becomes different. It's still intentional. It still involves the gratitude and creating those moments in your life and in your day that make you feel good because it's good to feel good, right? Your energy Mm -hmm. and your frequency is what's attracting these things into your life. But there is a shift. I think that's what we're speaking about Mm -hmm. when you, when you finally drop into the knowing of this is a law of the universe. And I know that it works. I've seen it work in my life multiple times. It's not a question mark for me. It's not a, what if I could make these things happen? It's a, I'm excited to find out when they come through. That's it, Sam. You, that's as usual, so eloquently put, but that's, that's exactly, it's not a game anymore. It's not a test. It's a knowing. And when you have that knowing, because you've seen it play out in your life or you've seen it play out for others, like it, you're right. It just, it just, you just start to like dance with the universe versus test it. And there's just something so flowy and easy about that. Yeah. I love that. I love that energy so much. And it feels, yeah, it does. It feels more fun Mm -hmm. because it's almost like instead of you trying to entice or work with the universe and be like, okay, let's see what you can do for me. It's like, let's see what we can do together. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of feels like this teamwork energy of like, I know the universe has my back. Duh. I've seen it a million times. Uh I know that I always get what I want. Duh. I just don't know when it's going to come through, but like, okay, here we are. Let's play. Totally. Totally. And it's a lot more fun. Totally. And, but that's, and I just want to say like, that's not to say that I don't have my moments and days and like that my own anxieties and um, it's not all dancing with the universe, like singing on the top of the mountain, you know? Um, but I also think that that's what makes life so delicious. Like the, the highest highs and the really, really good, good. Like I, I actually know that having those low moments and feeling those things creates the contrast, which then just makes those sweet moments that much sweeter. Yeah. It's kind of like the idea of we can only go as high as, as we've gone low almost. And when we have those moments that are really challenging or really frustrating or really stressful, we can kind of lean on the idea that, you know, because we've gone to this new depth there will inevitably be an equal and opposite new height Mm -hmm. that we get to experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about this transition that you've made quite recently from your corporate job into full-time coaching, running your own online business and what that was like. Cause you kind of spoke about earlier 
you know, when you get that feeling of, uh, is the world really seeing the best of me or experiencing mm-hmm. all of me? And the answer is no. And it's kind of like, okay, I'm happy. I have a lot of beautiful things. You know, I, I love my husband. I love my kids. I have a beautiful house. I live in a beautiful place in the world. Like you have a lot of things in life that ticks the boxes. So then yeah. there's this guilt that kind of comes in yeah. where it's like, who am I to even sit here and ask or feel like there should be more? Right. So, and that happens to so many of us. And I, I want everybody listening to understand that even if it, it doesn't matter how many boxes are ticked or not ticked for you, mm-hmm. I think there's always a layer of guilt because there's always somebody that has it worse. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody that, that has less that makes us then, you know, maybe put that guilt on top of ourselves and feel like, well, who am I? I should just be grateful. I should just be grateful. Mm -hmm. That sentence, you know, goes through our minds a lot in our life. I should just be grateful. I should just make the most of this. Why, why can't I be happy? Maybe it's me, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. I'm the problem. Maybe nothing will make me happy. Mm -hmm. And I think this happens a lot with jobs because it takes us a while to really find our groove and find our purpose and find something that actually nourishes us from the inside out and fulfills us in yeah. a deep way. And so you, you know, we're basing our lives off of this model that a lot of our parents went through where the goal in their career was to get a job and maintain a job with one company for as long as yeah. possible <laughs> yeah. because that gave them a really nice pension. It was longevity. It was mm-hmm. loyalty. It was all of these things, right? And so we have come up with that, witnessing that, with that idea, that concept of loyalty is everything. Stay with the company for a long time. That's how you grow. That's how you, you know, climb the ranks. And but I think a lot of us now are breaking the mold of that because we are allowing ourselves to desire more exactly. and to say, you know what? I've tried this one job and it was good for me in these ways. And I learned a lot here and I didn't like it for these reasons. And now I'm going to move on to something else. But if you go through several jobs and in each one, you f- find something wrong with it, you can start to create the story in your head that like you're the problem and you're just always going to find something wrong with a job and that maybe jobs are just meant to not be fun. And (laughs) maybe it's just you that needs to like suck it up and realize that work is work and work is hard. And, you know, you're never going to find a job that you completely love. And maybe in some ways that's true. I don't know, but I'm an eternal optimist as I know that you are as well. (laughs) So I want to speak to you about this transition and what kind of went on in your mind as you finally decided, you know what? No, I'm not going to continue to tell myself these stories that are holding me back from doing something that I'm really feeling called to towards. Yeah. Um, so everything you just said, you hit the nail on the head. I think even for me, it was almost a step further because I, I really did enjoy a lot of what I I did. Um, and I knew how special my role was and my team was. I loved my coworkers. I got to travel the world. There were so many pieces that I truly loved. So it was like almost like another, like the guilt and the, the fact that I wasn't fully satisfied. I think it would have been easier if I had been at that like account manager job and being like, I want something more because yeah, this sucks. It was like, This is so great. So many people would just die to be in my role. And I know that because 
a lot of my friends are trying to work at Twitter and stuff, but like, why isn't this doing it for me? And, and then it was like, I'd always go on to LinkedIn or Indeed and be like, but none of this is going to do it for me. Like I would read job descriptions and I'm like, oh my God, that sounds awful. That sounds like I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Nope. No, thanks. And then I would go back to my role and be like, okay, you know what? And I did this probably every like three to six months. Actually, my, my husband make fun of me. He's like, are you, are you on the boards again? Like, just look, I'm like, yeah. Cause I'm like, it's just, and he's like, and then I would go and do the interview thing and I'd get really far in the interview. And then they'd say something where it's like, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'd be like, okay, actually, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to go back. And, um, I finally, um, so when I started the podcast, this was, um, I had my son in September of 2020. So he was a total COVID baby. Um, and I was on maternity leave, um, six weeks in, and I got a call from my manager. Um, and he said, Julie, I am just basically, I, I can't believe we have to do this, but your team is, um, we're doing a, a reorg and, um, your team is no longer like you're getting laid off. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> no, this isn't happening. I'm, I have a, I have a six week old, like I'm on maternity leave you. And I've been here eight years. You can't do this. And he's like, I know, I'm just so sorry, but you know, you can, you can go for another role. Um, there's, you know, lots of opportunities at Twitter. And I'm like, what do you mean? Go what? Like I, I literally haven't slept in three days. I I'm supposed to interview for another role. And he said, well, you know, you have the next three weeks to secure another job. And I took this, it was literally, I got off the phone. I was shaking my, and my husband was working from home that day. And, and he heard the whole conversation. He was like, at first I was like triggered because it's layoff. And I'm like, I yeah. literally hadn't slept because I had a six week old and he's like, go, just go, go to the desert, go do something. So I took the baby and, um, I left that <laughs> night. No, no. I left the next morning and I, my parents live in the desert, which is three hours away. And I drove to the desert and my mom, um, played night nurse. My dad, they took care of me. They cooked for me. I slept. I just like had a full reset and they knew about the layoff. And I was like, you know what? And I woke up like two days later and I'm like, I'm going to manifest my job back or another job at Twitter. Cause I'm going to get this full maternity leave. Like this isn't happening. And then I'm going to figure out what I really want to do. So it was like the, you know, kick in the pants, whatever you want to call it, that I really needed. And so I did, I, I, I got a new role within that time. I even had to interview for it and I was like holding a baby and they felt so bad. They're like, oh my God. um, I had to go through like five different interviews with all the people oh that I've worked with. And, um, it would, but it was sort of like a wink, wink, like we yeah. got you, this is going to happen. Don't worry. This is all like HR protocol. So I um, got a new role, which I ended up like, which was great. It was doing something a little bit different, working directly with brands, um, loved my new manager, got to have my entire maternity leave, but it was on my maternity leave. Had now at this point, um, an eight, eight week old baby that I enrolled in a podcasting course. Cause I'm like, I'm going to really do this right. 
And my husband like was like, what are you doing? Like, are you seriously going to enroll in a podcasting course right now? Like with an eight week old and two other young kids. And, you know, this is supposed to be your time to just like relax and like, no, this is what I want to do. And I, um, and then while I was still on maternity leave, I, um, launched my podcast, put two episodes out, just kind of like put them out and just zero promotion, like didn't even mention it to my best friend. And somehow people started finding it and, um, I loved it. Like it was, I remember this, it's almost like this childlike excitement, wonder, nervousness, like everything was right. It was just like, oh my God, this is what's been missing. And so that I went back to Twitter to my new role, had this podcast going, it was like my sort of my like secret thing, secret project, yeah, yeah, secret project. But I would come into meetings and I was energized. Everyone was like, I've always been like that. Cause that's just my innate personality is I am very positive. Like you said, um, an internal optimist, but the energy I got from this like secret side thing that I would bring to my corporate, you know, job was like night and day. I mean, people were like, you're doing such an amazing job. They were like, I got a promotion during that time. And I'm like, I'm, but I'm spending, like, I'm literally working whatever, 20, 30 hours a week and spending so much time on this thing. But that's what I always tell my clients too, is like, when you do something you love, it energizes you. It doesn't drain you. It wasn't like the hours that I was spending on the podcast were making me like go to the work, go to work and just like, oh, I'm exhausted. It was making me a better employee. It was making me a better mom. It was making me a better friend, wife, all these things. And I realized um, not only do I love talking about this stuff and bringing on coaches and um and obviously at this point, I was getting a lot of messages from strangers around the world that were saying, I listened to you in the morning and you've changed my perception on this, or I went for my dream and I just manifested my dream job. And you explain it in a certain, it was just like, oh my God, this is all right. This is all right. And then I started, um, some women asked me, can you it started with like questions about manifestation and that went, went into side coaching. And then I had legitimate clients that I would coach and I started a little program, a three month program. Um, and this was all also while I was full-time at Twitter. And then those women were seeing transformational results and I'm just like, Oh, I got to go all in. Like, this is it. But And this is where the, like, this is my craziest manifestation ever. And this was right before I talked to you, Sam. I know. I was going to say, we need to talk about the moment when you called me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was like, I want to turn this into a full time business, but I have a responsibility. Like I'm not 24 anymore. I have a mortgage and three children going to school and a nanny. And like, I'm an equal contributor to this household. I cannot just jump into this thing. I actually really cannot do that. I don't have, we don't have the means to do that. Um, And so I, in my list of manifestation goals that I look at, um, I said, I wanted 
to save up six months of my side coaching business to then give myself some leeway to go all in. I didn't think I would match my corporate salary, but I thought if I, if I have a, you know, a good savings, like I can go all in. And I really focused on just the six months, six months, I'm going to, I'm going to save it up. And then, um, and I visualized, I did all the things. I just like this. And I was so excited in the energy. I, I'm not even so sure if I can share this out loud. I actually did mention it on my podcast, so it's fine. But I, um, my team in October ended up getting acquired. And I had the cho- choice to go work for this acquirer with, you know, even more money and perks, all that, or I could take severance. And the severance was like six months. And I was just, I had this moment where I'm like, oh my God, did I, did I just manifest this? Like, is this my, and then, and then I had the whole, like, oh my God, but this is so much money and it's a sure thing. And I definitely went back and forth, enlisted, you know, the advice of way too many people when I knew all along, my intuition was like, this is the moment you've been waiting for. But then people were like, no, but this is, this is the fancy title. And this is like this new company and look at how much money it is. Like, um, and then I just, I woke up one morning when I, on the day that I had to make the decision, I'm like, no, this is, I have to do this. And I have not looked back. And that's when, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to do this thing. And I, I, I need the best coach that is going, that has been there done that can help me really like, I, cause I'm serious. I'm like, I'm going all in. That was my energy then. It's like, I've made the decision on going all in and I had been following you, listening to your podcast. There was just something. And I think I mentioned this when I reached out to you, you reminded me of me in a lot of ways. And, you know, there's a lot of coaches out there, a lot of business coaches, a lot of business coaches that I've interviewed on the podcast that I've gotten to know. Um, and there's so many, you know, there's just, it's kind of like a million options for a lot of different things, but your energy was just right. And the things that you said just resonated and I didn't overthink it. I just like, I was just in this non-overthinking, just go with it, go all in energy. And I just reached out to you. We had our call and I told you what had just happened and like made a decision that day. And the rest is history. And here we are. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I remember that phone call. I remember you told me this is, you're like, this is going to sound really weird, but I just manifested a six month severance package (laughs) from my job at Twitter. And I'm really ready to go all in on my coaching business. And I was like, wow. Okay. This is amazing. And we had such, we just wrapped. So we had such a good three months together. It was so so enjoyable and you are making so much progress in your business. I know when we were together, you had your first 18 K month, which mm-hmm. is incredible. That's a big mm-hmm. win. Um, we worked on so many fun things that you're digging into. So it was a beautiful time spent together and I enjoyed every single minute of it. And I want to also speak to you uh, with the listeners about balancing all of this with being a mom, because it's something that I can't personally speak to. I'm not a mom yet, but you have three really young children Mm -hmm. and 
even we even talked about, you know, when we were working together as you're building a business, we all know there's a point where we're exchanging dollars for hours and that kind of has to shift in transition if we want to be able to scale the business. Yeah. And sometimes that involves delegation and, you know, reworking the structure of our courses and adopting a one-to-many model over all the one-to-ones. And so we talked about a lot of that stuff, but one of my favorite things that we did was actually delegating the laundry. Oh my God. And I think this is just such a, it's such a beautiful, yeah, it's just such a beautiful um, piece of the puzzle of balancing building a business and motherhood because, you know, you were like, okay, I think I really need to delegate. And so we started looking at, okay, what do you do in a day? What are all the things? What are the tasks? You know, we broke it down in the way that I do the four quadrants. and And then we were kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of doing all the things that I want to be doing and yeah. that I'm really good at. <clears throat> and you're like, the thing that really takes up the most time, honestly, is laundry. Like if I yeah. could just not have <laughs> to do four loads of laundry a day, like I would be so much more productive. And so we are like, okay, well then we're delegating the laundry, right? Let's figure it yeah. out. We're going to, we're going to text oh, all your babysitters. Yeah. We're going to invite them over. We're going to say, look, you can listen to podcasts. You can watch Netflix, do whatever. Just, <laughs> yeah. and so I think this is just, it's so, it's so funny and it's cosmic, but it's so real. So I'd yeah. love for you to speak on this balance of yeah. having three young kids and building a business and having a really big and beautiful life to maintain because yeah. you built it on the foundation of a really successful corporate career along with your husband, of course. But there's that added piece of pressure of like, you know, like you said, I'm an equal contributor to this life that we've built together. So yeah, yeah what has all of that been like? Well, first of all, I just have to give you another shout out for this delegation of laundry. Um, I don't know if anyone listening has multiple children, but like the amount of laundry that I have, that we have on a daily basis is so out of control. Um, Because the kids like, I mean, there's pajamas that always get dirty from like food. And then there's they go to school, always come back in different clothes because they get dirty. Then they come play after school. Then they change their clothes because they those get dirty. Then there's like a dinner outfit change. And then it starts all over again. So it was getting to a point where I'm like, I, I would go into the laundry room and I would just like put my ha- hands on my head and be like, how is this? It's never ending. Because you you think you'd like do like, a, you know, a bunch and then there's, it just starts over again. And I told you this and I'm like, but you know, I've, I've hired, I don't want to spend a lot of money on this. Like this isn't, I don't want to pay a house cleaner to come and do this. And I was like, I've had a babysitter help and it was, she was, it didn't really work out. And you're like, you need to hire a Virgo. (laughs) And I was like, oh wait, yeah. Or just someone who like wants, and you're like, yeah, just like say in your post, like, listen to Netflix. Um, this is the chillest, you know, get money for summer, do whatever you want, like listen to podcasts. And I sent out a message that day to just, um, five of our like type a kind of babysitters. Mm-hmm. Everyone said yes. And so I just went with the first girl and she is, I mean, I cannot explain in words what this has done for me. Like uh, the laundry is not only folded, it's put away. She doesn't do mine, but that's like, or Alex's, but it has, 
it for my own energy and peace of mind and just like flow. It has just been such a game changer. I probably spent way too much just time just talking about it, but I really do think I've told so many of my friends. I'm like, this has added hours and so much energy back into my life. It's incredible. Um, but anyway, back to your question on balance. I, um, so my kids are definitely my number one priority. Definitely. But I, um, I really, without being sounding, I think there's a difference between selfish and selfful. I do prioritize my own well-being and my own balance and my own happiness because I know that when I'm my best feeling good, I show up as the best mom that I can be. And, um, and so, you know, I, it's not just about running the business in a way that feels good, but I exercise every day. Like I do self-care. I take, you know, I, I take myself out to dinner sometimes when I can, and we'll get a babysitter and they see their mom happy and I have energy for them. Like I really, I love playing with them. I love doing things individually. And, but in order to be the best mom that I can, I know that I have to work on myself too, and my own happiness and on my relationship with my husband. Like we prioritize date nights and spending time one-on-one. And so I just think like, you know, first of all, and I've said this before, and I so commend full-time moms, stay-at-home moms. I think it's so much harder to do that than to be a mom that also works because I know that for myself, like even on maternity leave, I'm like, this is way harder than going and working on something, especially something that I love doing. And then coming back and being able to like really spend time with my kids without like already feeling like overwhelmed or with no patience. So, and again, I think that goes back to just like, focusing on me, focusing on creating, focusing on my husband and my relationship, and then taking all of that good energy and and putting it into my children. And so I think even for, because I work with um, a couple moms that are stay-at-home moms, and I, I think they're incredibly amazing, but we really work on like, how can you prioritize yourself right now? You know, it's not, it's, it's, you being everything for your kids is not going to make you feel like the best mom ever. You know, Mm -hmm. you showing up as the, as your best version is you also putting like doing things for yourself. Um, and, and I actually interviewed someone on my podcast and we talked about, you know, when you're making lunches for all the kids or making dinners, but like, especially making lunches, because we spend so much time, you know, the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and the cut up apples and the thing that like make one for yourself at the same time, you know, like you're just as important. Your sandwich should look just as beautiful as your kid's sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, that classic, you can't pour from an empty cup, yeah. but I think when you get into, again, I can't speak from experience. So that's why it's beautiful to have you here to be able to like give this in, insight because it, sounds silly coming from someone who's not a parent yet. I get that. But 
yeah, I think once you get into motherhood, obviously your kids are the most important thing to you and you love them so much and you want the best for them. So you then it's natural that your attention shifts completely to them and their needs. And it, it moves away from me and what do I need to feel good and my happiness. And it's really all about them. And that's where a lot of moms then start to get lost. And because they forget that they're a human who also has needs and, Mm -hmm. you know, you show up as a better mom, we show up as a better anything when we feel really good from the inside out, we show up better for our partners, for our parents, for our friends, for our job, for everything, when we feel good within ourselves. And so it's not selfish I love that you made that distinction between selfish and self-full. I've done a podcast on this before of um, this idea of selfless and how that's something that I never really want to be anyway, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we, it's almost like we revere women and mothers who are, oh, so selfless, so selfless. She always put herself last. Everybody else came first. And it's like this beautiful, you know, complimentary thing. And for me, I'm just like, I never want to be considered selfless because selfless means that you are without a self. It means Mm -hmm. that you've completely forgotten yourself altogether. And all you do is serve others. And what an absolute tragedy because you can't even serve others to the capacity that you could if you were filling yourself up as you went. And so I think that's such an important thing for us to talk about, especially for women who are mothers and also building businesses. Like it's a lot. And just yeah. to normalize that and recognize yeah. that. Um, Cause I think, you know, like everything, we see the highlights on social media. We yeah. see the cute pictures of the kids yeah. and everybody playing nicely. And, you know, then there's all oh, the business and the new clients. And it's like, there's a lot of shit that happens behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. That's probably oh, yeah. total chaos. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, there is. I mean, even this morning we last, um, last week was spring break. So usually the Monday after spring break, there's so many emotions, so many tears, so many tantrums. Don't want to go to school. Like, let's just have another week of partying. <laughs> um, but going back to the selfless thing, because I agree with everything you said. And I also, I, I see what it does to inspire my own kids, which is another layer of it. Like I, there's nothing that makes my heart more full than when my daughter, my, I can like hear them or I see them playing. And my daughter's like, you know what? I'm going to go work out and then I'm going to go to my office and mommy needs a little (laughs) bit of alone time. So, okay, but I'll be back. Love you. And she's just playing me. And then she goes back and she's like, oh, I just did a podcast and I blah, blah, blah. I'm like, she's just, I'm inspiring her to do, because I don't want her to be selfless, right? Like I want her to have a life that's just full and juicy and where she's doing something she loves and you know, and on the same token, like I've been, even when I was at Twitter and, and maybe not like going through days where I was stressed or it was, or even to like now when, when there is something that's stressful or challenging, or, um, you know, I'm feeling like some of the stuff that we worked on together, um, Sam, where it's like, I'm, did I trigger someone with this or did I show I, I don't want her to see that. I want her to see someone who, who is passionate and loves what she does. Like 
I, I think it's so detrimental for kids to like see their parents go, Oh God, work was so stressful. And blah, blah, blah. Cause I got a little bit of that, um, growing up and, you know, it just perpetuates this whole story of like, you work to work and make money. You don't work to do something you love and to serve and to make an impact. So I'm just, I'm very conscious of this when I parent and in the things that I say and what they see in me, because I want to inspire my kids to do something that they love because I want them to be happy. You know, I mean, I know that's what we all want. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it, all of that is a, a permission slip for your kids, even just, you know, Riley, pretending to be you and saying like, I'm going to go take some time for myself. I'm going to go do a workout. I'm going to go record a podcast. Like, but she's learning and integrating the belief that it's okay to step away from what everybody else is doing and go off and do something that serves you. Yeah. And it's a permission slip of like, you get to say, no, I don't want to do this right now. I'm going to go spend some time alone. I'm going to go do this other thing. I'm going to yeah. go spend time in this activity that nourishes me. Like you're really giving your kids that permission slip of it's yeah. okay to do stuff that's just for you that makes you feel better. And you come back and you feel revitalized and you feel nourished and you you feel like a better version of yourself. And the same thing with work. I think that's such a beautiful message of really allowing them to absorb the, the belief system that work gets to be fulfilling work gets to be enjoyable work gets to be passionate and impactful and important Mm -hmm. and a thing that we love to do. Because I think most of us grew up thinking that like work is work and work is hard and work sucks. And we're always just waiting for work to end, you know, and then you you get into the work world and you're like, well, I guess this is it. This is my life now. Just going to suck. (laughs) And like, we don't, we, we had to go through our own evolution to realize who we are and what our purpose is and what we really bring to the world and how we want to bring that forth. But we want to guide our kids in a way that lets them see it's possible for you to enjoy the passage of time. Even when you're working, it's possible for you to love your life and make lots of money and be happy and be successful. Right. Totally. I I totally agree with that. I think we really want to instill the belief of yes. And it's not either, or it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, be successful and make a lot of money, but I hate your life Monday to Friday. Yeah. No, it's like, of course that's the, the, that's the life that I've sought out for myself. So why would I not want to gift that experience to my children and and hope for that for them as well? Mm -hmm. So I love that. The last piece that I wanted to talk to you about, Julia, because I know it was so huge in the work that we did together and one of the major breakthroughs that we had kind of towards the end of our time, which is something that I know so many women will be able to relate to, especially if they're building businesses or utilizing social media to connect with people and get clients or whatever it is, is this fear of coming off in a certain way. whether it's being braggy or boastful or just annoying or too much, right? There's, there's a lot of wounding there, especially for women in that space. And so I'd love for you to just speak a little bit on how that experience and how we shifted it towards the end of our time together. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you really, I, it's night and day what you did for me here and what we worked on. So I I think when we started, I didn't even really want to be on stories 
And the reason why is I was like, I just, I feel like my daily routine is kind of braggy. If I'm like getting in this, like, you know, the, the bucket bike with my kids in my neighborhood and like the whole thing just felt, I'm like, and if I go to Starbucks, does that feel like extra? And like, I just, are people going to just be triggered by this life? And when I go on runs, like it's so beautiful and the oceans are incredible and the views, but I don't want to take a video of that and make someone feel bad that they're not here. So it was a lot of like, just me feeling really worried about, um, I think it's, you know, just making someone feel bad or, or coming off as, um, privileged and like you said, braggy and, and I, you know, we, we've worked a lot to like, kind of figure out where that came from, but, um, what we, the big breakthrough, which you really made me realize, I actually have it right here. It's a little sticky note. And it says (laughs) my job is to expand. And, um, what you helped me realize is that, um, you know, I, I did manifest this life that I love, right. I, these were dreams that I had and, Um, And I'm living them right now because I've been so intentional in them and I'm intentional in being happy and in being grateful and, and, um, you know, and I think that showed up in the relationship that I have with my husband and, and with my family and in just the life we've created. And rather than feeling bad that I'm going to trigger someone, it's more about how can I expect or this is what you were helping me realize it's like, it's, it's my job as a coach and as a teacher. And as someone who talks about this stuff and having a podcast to expand the consciousness and to help people really awaken to what is potentially possible and, um, what that they can create too. And, um, just being more aware of, you know, a life that they could potentially want and all these things. And so I love, I just loved that reframe from that. It's not braggy. It's not boastful. I am doing my part to help expand. And, um, you know, and I've, and I've, I actually talked about this on a recent podcast. And I talked about how you helped me, um, do this reframe. And I had a bunch of people actually reach out and say, Julia, you, you, it's not braggy. It's not boastful. It doesn't come across like that at all. You've helped me realize like, this is that this is misaligned in my life, or I don't have this and I don't want this, but this is what I want. And it's actually been so motivating and inspiring. And it's, it's lit something up inside of me. And so thank you for showing your life and thank you for, um, you know, showing me what's possible. And so, yeah, I'm, it's really helped me realize that like, it's so much about the intention and what you said too to me, which is like, well, you're not taking these videos or like showing your life with the intention of being braggy or getting validation or making someone feel bad about their life. And I'm like, no, of course not. And cause it is, it's just like, I, 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 I want to share and I want to be me and I want to be authentic and I don't want to hold back or pretend like things are hard when they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about the idea of, of being humble because yeah. that's yeah. something that you, that you were like, I just want to be 
humble. And yeah. so we talked about yeah. what we what we have seen, how we've seen humble to be defined in society yeah. and what it actually means or what we've interpreted it to mean to be humble. And it's usually yeah. someone that you know, doesn't share their successes. You, yeah. you don't know how much money they make or how good their life is. They are just living the good life. And some people find out about it and then they go off and they tell their friends and they're like, oh my God, did you know? Yeah. They're like literally living the best life. Their business is so successful. All these things. Oh, so humble. Yeah. And it's kind of like this amazing thing that we, that we want. We're like, I want people to talk about me in that way. Um, and I think we reframed that, yes. of, you know, you can, you can still share the happiness, the joy, the successes, the, the money, the abundance, all of it, and have a humble heart because it's the intention with which you share that really yeah. matters. People yeah. that are not humble to me that are actually, you know, braggy or boastful, let's say, are like you said, people that are sharing with the intention of getting external validation of saying, look at me and look at all the nice things that I have and look at this life that I live. Aren't you jealous? Or yeah. don't you wish that you could be me? And that's a totally different energy than yeah. sharing from a pure heart space of like, I'm so grateful for what I've built and the opportunities that have come my way and the co-creation that I've had with the universe. And yeah. I want you to see that you can have it too look yeah. what's possible, right? We share with the intention of look what's possible. I want to open your eyes. I want to expand your consciousness. I want you to believe that there's more for you to receive in this lifetime because mm -hmm. there totally is. And the truth is that you and I both needed other people to be doing that in order to be sitting mm -hmm. where we are today. Mm -hmm. You yes. and I would not be in these seats, running these businesses, believing that we could be successful and abundant and happy and fulfilled had we not seen other women doing the same and unapologetically sharing it yes. online and saying, look what's possible. We talked about this. We were yeah. like, I didn't, I had no idea that you could make so much money and really change people's lives in such a profound way through the art of coaching. Right. Like just right. no idea. Like the right. first time that I, you know, saw a coach that had hundreds of people in her program. And, and when you see the testimonials and the results and how it changed their life, you're like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. And then you see, oh, they made a hundred thousand dollars in a month. It's like, mm -hmm. you actually need to see that happening totally. in order for you to even believe that it exists out there and that it could be something that you could have. And that's what you're doing. And that's what so many of us are doing. So I think this conversation is just really powerful for everyone listening to remember that you can share all of the beautiful gifts and blessings and things that are happening in your life from a humble heart. And remember that it is your job to be an expander. It's your job to open people's minds and open their hearts and make them see, I deserve an existence that is juicy and decadent and fulfilling and fuck, I'm going to go after it. You guys can't see me, but I'm just smiling and nodding like I do so much when Sam talks. It's so true. Everything. And you know what? I would have I would still be at Twitter. I would, or I would still be in the corp world if I didn't know that, you know, I could make this kind of impact and have this kind of fulfillment, but also contribute to my family and my responsibilities in a real material way, which you can. And um, so, yeah, thank goodness for the, the other expanders out there who helped me see the light and what was possible. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think it's such a really, it's a really beautiful way to kind of look at it as we are all passing the torch, Mm -hmm. everything that, you know, there's the women that came before us that paved the way that showed us what was possible, that expanded our minds, that opened our hearts, that made us be like, wow, I really want that. I'm desiring that I'm going to go after it. And then we arrived to a place of uh, abundance and fulfillment. And we're like, wow, this is incredible. So I'm going to pass this on to somebody else. You know, I'm going to show and share and open somebody else's mind to help them choose their vision. It doesn't have to look like mine, but even just seeing what's possible for me or for you is expanding to somebody else. And I think it's part of our job to do that, especially as women, because historically, you know, we, we just haven't had as many opportunities to really live the life of our dreams and do whatever we want and be a mom and run a business and do all these things. Like, I do think that it is part of our job on this planet in this time to reach a hand back and, and bring women forward and pull them along on this journey and say, come stand with me. Look at the view. Oh my goodness. I have goosebumps. I love that. I love that so much. Wow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just so blessed to have been able to work with you, Julia, because I know Mm. how talented you are. Like you are Oh, everything. I mean, I, I look up to you. I admire you so much mm-hmm. balancing the business with your children, being such a beautiful, intentional, present mother. It's been like a life-changing experience for me to work with oh, you and stand gosh. alongside you and, and learn from you. So I'm, I'm so glad that we did this and that we brought this conversation to everybody else, because I know that there's women listening that needed to hear this too. Oh. Well, I, I honestly cannot thank you enough, Sam. I'm so glad that I just followed my intuition and just, you know, for anyone listening, you just like it, when it feels right, you just have to do it. It Like it always works out when you follow that little voice and just do it and you do it with intention and you do it with, you know, going all in that energy is so potent and it's always the right decision. Yeah. You'll never regret following your intuition. That's no. for sure. It's scary in the moment, Yeah, but when you see what's on the other side, yeah. you're like, wow, I'm so glad that I did yeah. that. So yeah. I'm so glad. I'm, I'm so glad that we had that phone call that day and that you were in mm-hmm. that energy of going all in and that we yeah. got to have the experience of working together. Cause it was so much fun. I know. I know, um, well, thank you for, for being here with us and for sharing mm-hmm. your wisdom with all of my listeners, let them know where they can follow you on Instagram and yeah. the podcast. Oh yeah. Um, so my Instagram handle is dream your life now. Um, and my podcast is called dream your life manifest a life you love. Mm, I will link everything in the show notes mm-hmm. for you guys. You can go and check out Julia and all of her amazing work and her super cute family. <laughs> <laughs> and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.